the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Well, are you guys ready to pack this season in? Because this team sure looks like it's ready to. You score 84 points, and you still get boat raced by a two-win team. Three wins now, because you just lost to another cellar dweller. Congratulations, everybody. I want to repeat something Larry Hansgen wondered aloud during the broadcast here. In a year of embarrassing losses, LaSalle, Fordham, Duquesne, and now this, where will this one rank? How's that one for you? So where do you think, Flyer fans? Where does this rank of all the embarrassing losses this team has suffered this year? Who knows? It's John Bedell. And it's John Tisdale, and it's you here for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And don't forget that Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you have grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here as we await the live postgame comments of head coach Anthony Grant. He took 30 minutes on the nose last week after they dropped... That embarrassing loss to Rody, which you can technically add this one to the list because they blew an 18-point lead with 10 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see how long Anthony takes tonight after this one, Tiz, because this was just disgusting. It was hard to listen to. It was hard to watch. Dayton got their doors blown off to start. They never really recovered. They showed some life in the final four minutes of the first half, uh, but it still wasn't enough to cut into the deficit. They were down, what, 16 at the break? Yeah. Uh, 16 at the break, 54 38 at yeah. the break. And then they end up at some point, it balloons the deficit does to as large as 20. They cut it to within three, so congratulations. They got close, but we're not playing horseshoes or hand grenades. Nope, no points so for second place. Close doesn't count. And they end up, you know, getting beat 97 84 in a 13 point loss that wasn't even that close to This was really hard to watch. It was. And I'm just was wondering did Dayton play St. Joseph's or the Splash Brothers? Because. Taylor Funk and Ryan Daly look like Steph Curry and Klay Thompson tonight. I mean, they had 35 points in the first half. Daly 14, Funk 21, and the Hawks made 10 trays. This was in the first half, folks, and UD trailed by as much as 17. Here's the other stat, John. St. Joe's had five offensive rebounds. That led to 13 second-chance points. Another one, Hawks, four players that scored in the first half, three in double figures. Without a doubt, their worst first half of the year. Look, the only good thing I've got is R.J. Blakeney. Uh, he was inserted in the starting lineup. Worked. He played, I thought, really well. Uh, they cut the deficit to as much as three points, 62-59. And then Ryan Daly hits a 365-59 ball game. And then the Flyers trailed by 11 to start the game. And then they fell apart. You know, technical was called. UD players were talking to each other. This was after a midcourt to say this was an embarrassing performance, this just caps a disappointing year. It really does. And yeah, in a year of embarrassing losses, as Larry put it, and we're probably going to be saying this at will tonight, folks, Fordham, LaSalle, Duquesne, where will this one rank? I, I, I got to say this. I and I, You can throw Rody in there. I'll throw Rody in there. I threw Rody in there. Yeah. I already did, we'll, yeah. Yeah, you're, Rody's in there. We're, we're going to throw Rody in there. But it's uh, here's the reality. You look at the standings of the A-10. The last four teams in the standings, LaSalle, Rody, Fordham, St. Joe's. That's the basement of the A-10. You've lost to all four of those teams this year. 
in a season where you should probably never lose to any more than, I don't know, one of those teams. Yep. Two of those teams, if you're going to Philly twice to play them, to play LaSalle and, and St. Joe's in Philly. That that's unacceptable. I mean, well, Rody, you know, it's it's I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. Rody is is having a, a down year. Rody's typically better than this, mm-hmm. but you should not have a year where you lose. The point is, you shouldn't have a year where you lose the bottom four cellar dwellers. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, in the league, and they've done that. In and it wasn't like, well, they got close games against those teams. No, they've these have all been boat races. Tis they have gotten their doors blown off in all four of these. Yeah, because the Duquesne and, and throw Duquesne in there too. Duquesne's middle of the pack in the eight. Yeah, and they're. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're eighth right now. Uh, they're six and six in the league coming into tonight. But that was not a game that was indicative as the final was not indicative of the final score. Mm-mm. Final score was not indicative of how that game went. You blow an eighteen point lead against Rody. You lose to LaSalle at home. You lose to Fordham, who fired who lost who had won one game and fired their coach a couple weeks later. Yeah. Now they're not even playing right now because of right. COVID. Right. St. Joe's comes back as a <laughs> Oh my God, as a two win team. And they, and they almost got 100 points on this team. Yeah, you know, they, they almost dropped a hundo. Dayton gave up a 50-burger in the first half, and oh. we're down 16, neither of which are real ideal. I mean, this the, we've talked about how frustrating this team is because they, I really do believe, Tiz, when they are at their best, which we've seen only a handful of times, against St. Louis. I don't know what it is about the Billikens, but Dayton's got their number this year. Yeah. And I know maybe St. Louis isn't as good. They they aren't playing as well as we thought they might have been just a few short months ago. Right. But Dayton's had the Billikens number. But outside of that, we haven't seen their best their best ball a whole lot this year. Um, but the frustrating thing is that I really do believe that when this team's at their best, tis they're as good as anybody in this conference. They, they are. But they have shown in no way. They don't even look like they care tonight. No. And they have shown at no point of this season any ability whatsoever to string together any more than like one, maybe two games in a row where they play anything close to resembling their best basketball. And they go out and they just, I almost said something I can't say on the radio. They're, they're getting run out of the gym by really, really bad teams this year and historically in the A-10. It's your terrible programs in the league that they're dropping to. I mean, it's it's. Man, it's really hard to watch, Tizzy, because we've seen the ceiling and we've seen the floor of this team all year. And that is part of what makes this team like hair-pullingly frustrating yeah. to watch. Yeah. But the floor for this team, we've seen it four or five times now, and it's like, how are they capable of this? They're better than this. Yeah. They're more talented than this. They are. Just got run out of the gym by a two-win team. God. I Man. I mean, if you got to rank the losses, you got Fordham probably maybe what the, Fordham's tops. Fordham's tops. Because I think partly you, you can say, well, Fordham. no, yeah, because it, there was a stat that I saw after the Fordham loss that essentially yeah. over the last decade, everybody in the league has lost at least once to Fordham. So right. you could, on one hand, say, well, Dayton was due; they hadn't lost to Fordham, and you know, it's been seven or eight or twelve years, whatever it's been. Yeah, yeah. But you can't lose to Fordham. No, you just you can't. Cannot. They're above that. You I cannot. said that after that game. The LaSalle. We we talked about that. It's they've all been bad in their own rights, but man, this was you know, Larry and Keith were talking in the pregame. Dayton can ill afford to lose this game. You know, they no, don't have an at-large exactly. resume to speak of. We we've known this for weeks. This Dayton team is not going to sniff the cut no, line because not. they don't have an no, at-large they're resume. They're gonna have to win the A ten tournament. But this team, Tizzy, do they look in any way capable to you of ripping off three straight no. to be able to make it? Absolutely, a, a not. 10 title game at home. They no. look like they just don't care. 
No, they didn't care <laughs> tonight. Just, I mean, again, uh, this is the thing I've wondered with this team. Who in the world is the guy to rally this team and say, enough? And that's been their issue all year. I, I, I'm just, we're, we're both at the point, and you can hear the frustrations in Larry and Keith's voice tonight. It's just, that we all, we're, you and I are both at the point we want to bolt our hairs, the both whatever the hair out of our heads. It's just it, it, because Friday they played their best game of the year. Oh yeah, their best game of the year yep. and their most complete game of the year. Their defense was tremendous, and now tonight you give up ninety seven points, ninety seven points against a two win St. Joe's team that. Again, they look like the Splash Brothers tonight. And this is their second game. This is St. Joe's second game back after yeah, almost three weeks. they just got back COVID issues. They were off for 20 days, almost a full three weeks. Yeah. And this is their second game back, and you got taken to the woodshed by an awful Hawks team. That's just unacceptable. And that's the thing is that the way this roller coaster year has been, you know, they probably suck some Dayton fans back in Friday and be like, all right, here we go. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, plant our best ball. And, and then right just... This effort against St. Joe's. And the, all the air is now out of the balloon again. The up and down, the I, up and down, the up and down continues. And, you know, you always talk about, well, you want to play your best basketball in March and you worry about a team peaking too early. This team hasn't peaked at all this year. It no. wasn't like, well, they peaked in J- December and they've really hit a rut. They're not playing good basketball now. I mean, they've really never strung together. Like I said, Tiz, they can't string together more than two, maybe three. No. <laughs> in a row. And that's I mean, they haven't played now. They haven't played consistent basketball all year. No, it's been haven't. consistently. You know, that's why I said this. This team's identity is going to be when we write the book, and I hope we get to the end of it soon because <laughs> I, I can't take so much too. more of this team. When you yeah. write the book on the twenty twenty one Dayton Flyers, it's going to be consistently inconsistent. Yeah. That's their identity. That's the bottom line. And and the thing is, someone asked me this morning, saying, "Oh, you guys will beat St. Joe." I'm like, "You don't know this team. This team, I have no idea what Flyer team is going to show. I, I just, I can't tell you." Because, and someone called me about this maybe about a month ago, um, and I'm like, well, what, what's your gut telling you about Dayton? This is before the Dayton-Rhode Island game, the first game. I'm like, I have no idea. I have no idea which Dayton team's going to show up. I, that's been my, fe- we've, this has been my feeling about this team all year, because there are times when they look good, they could beat anybody, but the problem is when they look bad, they can lose to anybody. I mean, this is the same team after Fordham that went down to Davidson, North Carolina, and knocked them off on national television in overtime. And then on national television, they blow out St. Louis. They beat St. Louis twice, and St. Louis's NCAA tournament bids, they're floundering. And then you come here in tonight into the city of brotherly love in Philadelphia, and you go to Hawk Hill, and look, they've laid an egg there in the past. But this one, this one right now takes the cake. This is wor- to me. This is worse than what happened in 2010, your senior year, John, when they lost by one, and that was a that was a bad St. Joe's team. That was the team that had all the expectations where they were picked to finish first. I thought that was a bad loss. This one's way worse, and not just that because they just they were so they they never led. It was 15 to four, and they had to, before they called a timeout. It, this was just, and we sound so angry and frustra- frustrated. We're just like. Honestly, we're just at a loss for words. Yeah, it's not so much angry as it is just frustrated. Frustrated. I'll give you that one. Frustrated. Covering this team. 
Uh, you can tweet me at JavidLWHIO. Tzog yeah. on Twitter says, can we get you a, th- a thesaurus for alternative terms for boat raced? Adds insult to injury. Well, Tzog, how about this? I'm a wordsmith. They got blowed out. They got shellacked. St. Joe's beat the brakes off. And they waxed the floor of the Hagen Arena with the Flyers. How's that? Shout out to Tzog on Twitter. <laughs> uh, it's a frustrating night for Dayton fans. Mike uh, on Twitter said, where to go? Seriously. What the heck is wrong with this team on certain nights? It's the end of the year <laughs> and can't blame it on having freshmen anymore. No, they're not freshmen anymore, it's, folks. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh like we said, Tizzy, it's just you, you would you would have thought coming into the night, you know, well, they should beat the St. Joe's team. And they probably should have. They should have, you're right. But man, just to go and get oh, just you know, like you said, you 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 turn the game on. Before you know it, Larry and Keith are there talking about a fifteen point hole. Hey, and they really got no closer than that. Once the deficit got that big, they really didn't get much closer than that in the first half. And when you and, and how many times have you and I have said over the years, John, when you dig, you can dig. They they expounded so much energy just to get the deficit back to three, folks. It was sixty two fifty nine. Dayton got back into the game. They were within striking distance. St. Joe's they started to look like a two win team. So Dayton. They looked good to start the second half, looked good to yeah, end the first, first half. Yep. But it was, you have to sustain that, you know, for 40 minutes. And that's been something that they have struggled with all year. And then Ryan Daly hits a three, and then all of a sudden it takes them back. It's like to start the game, it's like they got punched in the mouth, not just punched in the mouth, but it's like they took haymakers to start the game. And they're like, whoa. And they got set back, not only back a few steps. They got set back. They They're got the set. Yeah, they got. They were down on the mat, <laughs> and they never could. It took them a while to get back up. I mean, look, if if you're going to tell me, folks, Dayton's going to score 84 points. Jalen Crutcher, 17 points. Ibby Watson, 16. R.J. Blakeney, 15 points. R.J. Blakeney had a hell of a game. 15 points, six rebounds. He did his job, and I like the move of Anthony Grant starting R.J. Blakeney. I think that was a terrific yeah. move. He brings good energy. Mustafa Amzi, 11 points, 9 rebounds. Looked good at times. Five. I mean, Larry even said this during the broadcast. The offense was not the problem. When St. Joe's, Ryan Daly, 25 points, 5 of 11 for 3. Taylor Funk, 36 points, 5 of 11 for 3. Uh, you And you had other guys, guys that, that, that were down for 3. They were just, it was just so... It was just so frustrating. Well, it, was, it was too easy for St. Joe's because yeah. how many times did you... First of all, if you would have told me coming in tonight... Oh, Dayton drops 80. They're going to drop 84 points against St. Joe's tonight. I would have thought, wow, Dayton's going to win in a runaway. Right. But as you mentioned, the problem tonight really was of many problems, the defense. Because how many times did you hear Larry and Keith on the call saying that was just too easy? Just laid it right in. You got got chasing no help defense. Everybody's Mm -hmm. on their heels. Exactly. You just made it too easy for St. Joe's. And it's a problem that with 545 left at 8870. Here's another quote I got from Larry that I wrote down. Yeah. This just looks like a team that just wants to go home right now. That's my biggest problem is in some of these losses, the LaSalle game comes to mind, the Fordham yeah. game definitely comes to mind. That they just didn't they just look like they just didn't have any you know what's left to give. Like right. not a one. Not a one. Yeah. And then the result is this where you get blown out. You scored 84 points and you still got blown out. That's the kind of night it was for Dayton. Yeah. And like we said, we're just we're so it's it was a frustrating night. You get eighty four points and you still and you give up ninety seven. How many times have, we, have they said when your offense is struggling, you need your defense, your deep defense, your offense struggles, but defense. 
I'll, I'll, I'll get that quote later. But you, your defense is just – that's what wins you games. How many times have we seen it so many times in sports? You know, in football, it's about defense. Defense wins you championships. You know, how many times have we seen in Major League Baseball? It's good pitching that beats good hitting. That adage is still the same. In basketball, you got to play good defense. And they did not play good defense at all tonight. And now that now they got a long break – and Coach Grant is standing by uh, on the line. We will hear from well, him coming up after the break. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about this one? Well, you're about to find out because he is live on the other side of this break with his thoughts with Larry Hanskin live right here on the Home of the Flyers. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back at the Bud Light Flyer Broadcast Center on South Main Street in Dayton. Dayton falling on the road at St. Joseph's, 97-84. to uh, We are joined by Coach uh, Anthony Grant. And, uh, Coach, I don't know where to begin. Uh, this team's uh, shortcomings at the defensive end uh, were myriad tonight. Uh, uh, you saw it coming, some of your pregame comments. You were very, very worried about their ability to shoot the three ball. And, uh, boy, it came to fruition. It certainly did. You give them credit. You know, they, they did a great job tonight. You know, and they, the guys that we knew uh, were more than capable. Um, you know, I, I thought uh, Taylor Funk was, was outstanding today. He, he did a heck of a job. And then, you know, their other senior, Ryan Daly, followed suit in the first half. Those guys really controlled the game. We, we seemed like we were just a, a step behind them on, on everything that they did. Um, you know, they, they uh, you know, obviously got early shots. They were able to get to the rim. Uh, you know, the way they shot the three in the first half, um, you know, they they did a great job. I thought our guys fought in the second half. We cut it to three there at one point and, and then just couldn't make enough plays uh, to be able to, to sustain it. And uh, they made some tough shots in the second half. I thought we made it a little bit more difficult for them in the second half. But give them credit, they were able to, to, to answer our run with the run of their own. You, you, there were some matchup problems uh, that, that they posed going into the game, and uh, they became uh, very much evident as the game went on. You, you tried a lot of different things. Uh, what were some of the things you were trying to do to to better match up against what they were doing? Yeah, that was my fault to start. You know, obviously we we, we felt like we could we could match up, and and you know as as the game went on, first ten minutes it was evident that we couldn't we couldn't match up in the way we were matched up and and so we had to make some adjustments i thought once we made the adjustments we were able to settle in a little bit and um you know like i said you know they they beat us in a lot of different ways three-point line they made 18 and night 10 in the first half they beat us going to the rim uh when they're shooting like that obviously you got you have to extend your defense and they were to get buys for for layups you know this is a team that they have an identity you know in terms of what they do from the three-point line uh very similar to what we want to do in terms of shooting threes and being able to get uh, baskets in the paint. They did it at a high level tonight, um, and we, we, we weren't able to stop them. The, the, this, this, was, this one hurts, obviously, in the wake of playing very well against uh, St. Louis to not play well, uh, but you got another game coming up on Monday and a chance to regroup. Well, you know, like I said, you know, I think the challenge for us is developing consistency, and it's, it's eluded us, you know, all the way through. Uh, season you know we're, we're 20 games in now uh, I don't I don't feel like we've been able to get a, a consistent uh, level of play uh, and obviously like we always say man every game has a life of its own so you know the opponent we played tonight has nothing to do with with St. Louis two completely different styles of play uh, just different players uh, you know and again give their give their guys credit tonight I thought 
you know, they, they came out red hot. Uh, we made a run. They were able to answer our run. And, uh, you know, they, they were able to get the win today. You know, so, um, yeah, so I got to go back and look, and I got to do a better job. Uh, like I always say, you know, obviously, you know, the for, from a playing standpoint, I got to make sure that we're prepared and understand what we have to be able to bring on every given night, and I got to try to put guys in position to be successful. So tonight I failed at that. And so I got to reevaluate it and see what I'm doing and what we're doing as we head into the next game and as we head into next week. All right, Coach, travel safely, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you on Monday. Appreciate it. All right, uh, that will wrap things up uh, in our studio here. On behalf of Keith Wallacekowski, Larry Hanskin, again, the final in Philadelphia was St. Joe's 97 and Dayton 84. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager. Premier Health, proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. CareSource, with health insurance from CareSource, you're covered in kindness. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating, make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers. Helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub on Stewart Street in Dayton. Stop by after the game for delicious food and 24 beers on tap. Bud Light, keep it crisp with Bud Light. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit on Brown Street and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Buddy. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Dayton a loser, 97-84 in a game that wasn't even that close. John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you, God love you, dear listener, for being here with us tonight for Flyer Feedback, which is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. So even though we can't be over in person at our friends at Flanagan's this year, we do thank them for their support as well as our friends at Bud Light. You're going to need several Bud Lights after watching this you-know-what show. <laughs> Dayton Falls to 12-8 and eight on the year, 8-7, and seven, and uh, Tizzy, just the doldrums uh, march, just this season mm-hmm. drudges on, and I think that mm-hmm. a lot of Dayton fans are just ready to pack it up and have it done because this this team is it's just really no fun to watch. No, it's not. It's like we t- kind of talked about. It's like they've even, – even I think they Larry and Keith said this during the broadcast. We touched about it during the Bud Light postgame show. It's like they've kind of checked that. It's, and it's sad to see because it really is because when they're right, they could beat anybody. But when they're wrong, they lose, and they when they lose, they look bad. 
the four worst teams in the league. To the, yeah, yeah, to the three worst, to the bottom feeders. I mean, how many times have we said over the years, John, and don't don't lose to those landmines. Don't step on those landmines. Well, Dayton has done that. St. Joe's, Fordham, LaSalle. I'm not going to throw Duquesne and Rhodey out there because they're in the middle of the pack. But it, it was the way that they lost those two games because they had the lead against Rhode Island. Don't be fooled by that five-point lo- loss, folks, because it was way it was not even that close. But you can't lose to the bottom feeders. It's just the way that they've been all year. And Coach Grant even talked about it, talking with Larry about the inconsistency of this team. And that's the thing that's yeah. just as frustrated the hell out of them. 20 frustrated games us. In. Yeah, 20, 20 games, games in. in. Nothing. Yeah. So we're getting ready for a break at the bottom of the hour. Yeah. So let me poll question of the night. Have it ready if you're on the phones or tweet me. Over, under, NCAA tournament bids for the A-10. Three. Over, under, push. What do you think? So have your hot takes ready. That's the poll question of the night. Dayton the loser, 97-84. It's John Bedell and John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback. More of it after this break, including your call. So Marty in Miamisburg, John and Dayton. Hold on, we'll get you after the break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a contractually obligated edition of Flyer Feedback. And Mm -hmm. shout-outs to you if you don't get that joke. I've seen it go over people's heads, and it's hilarious. John Bedell, John Tisdale, (laughs) and you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton the Loser, 97-84. A 13-point loss drops Anthony Grant and company to 12-8 overall. And 8-7 and seven in the Atlantic 10 as mm-hmm. they limp toward the A-10 final on Monday. At some point, we haven't had a time yet, no. against the Bonnies, and they'll turn right around and probably just stay on the road to his and head right to Richmond for yeah. what, at this point, seems like will be a pretty short stay in mm-hmm. uh, in Richmond, Virginia, too, with the way they're playing right now. Uh, it's Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. And don't forget that Flanagan's on Stewart Street is now hiring. They're currently completing upgrades to create that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Want to join the team? Apply at flanagansdayton at gmail.com. Yeah, this was uh, a year where, a, a game where, as Larry said uh, in the in the broadcast at one point, quote, in a year of embarrassing losses ellipsis because he he lamed off the losses so it's not a direct quote where will this rank so where do you think dayton fans of all the awful embarrassing losses dayton's had this year lasalle fordham duquesne we'll throw the roadie game in there because they blew an 18 point lead with 10 minutes left you got to close that one out and out of this st joe's team how do these rank on the twitter machine at jbedlwhio pull it up here and keith on twitter actually you know i'm sorry dayton loud on twitter says Second to Fordham, only because, well, Fordham. Now, I want to get to the poll question of the night, too, because, Tizzy, we have been asking you people on the Twitter about your outlook for this Atlantic 10. So, number of Atlantic 10 NCAA bids, over or under 3.0? I said we talk about the results tonight here on Flyer Feedback, and here we go. 116 votes, 77% of you say under 20% said push, so they think three bids. 3% of you are way bullish uh, and say over. Uh, for the record, it is a unanimous vote here among the WHIO radio staff. 
I, you, John Tisdale, Larry mm-hmm. Hansgen, and Keith Walzkowski, we pulled them here. We all say under. Yep. I think this is a two-bid league right now. I agree. I go back to something that uh, John Rothstein said. This was, I don't know when, John, he tweeted this, maybe about a month or two ago, that the Atlantic 10 is cannibalizing itself. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, you've got the four teams that people tend to have not too far on either side of the cut line have been St. Louis, VCU, St. Bonaventure, and Richmond. Right. Now, St. Louis is dropping losses like it's their job right now. And the Billikens, especially given their game total, can ill afford not just bad losses, tis losses, period. St. Louis, I mean, is leaking oil right now at the worst possible time. Absolutely. Uh, Most folks, Lenardi, Jerry Palm, Andy Katz, uh, anybody who does this bracket, Eamon Brennan is another one of my favorite college basketball writers. He used to be at ESPN. Yeah. Eamon is now at The Athletic and still does his bubble watch column, which I think if you're a college basketball fan, this time of year is a must read. Mm-hmm. And you've also Great. got two other guys at CBS Sports, aside from Jerry Palm, Gary Parrish and Matt Norlander and their Iron College Basketball yeah, they're Podcast. All They've all got two. You maybe yep. got a third A-10 team, you know, sort of hanging around the bubble, the cut line on the wrong side right now. But let's yeah. not forget... Jill and already said last week in an interview that I listened to with him, if you have if you're going to get three A10 teams in the tournament, it's going to be a situation where all the chips will have to have fallen exactly the Atlantic 10's way. Yeah. And don't forget, all these teams in the bubble are going to play each other from here on out, either right. in the regular season to close things out, or in Richmond slash Dayton. This thing's going to settle itself out. And I don't think if let's say you end up with four. Uh, very optimistically, four teams kind of hanging around the bubble on Selection Sunday. Yeah. There's a bid stealer in the A-10. I think there's a chance they might steal a bid from another A-10 team. I think you're right. Because nobody from the A-10 is all that, all that far away from the cut line right now. No, they're so. not. And the thing is, this is not a bad conference. This really is not. But the problem is, they're so even with each other. And, I mean, VCU, I think, is clearly the best team because of their records. They've separated themselves. They have separated themselves, but they hurt themselves losing to George Mason the other day. Um, you've got Rhode Island that lost to Rhode Island. They, VCU helped themselves beating St. Louis last night without Bones Highland, who I think is the A-10 player of the year, beating Memphis and St. Bonaventure. Um, it, VCU beats Davidson, advances to the A-10 semis. They're in. Um, that's my take. St. Bonaventure, they won tonight against Davidson. Um, and if they win Friday and likely beat Dayton, they're probably in pretty good shape because they're only bad losses to Rhode Island. Not that Rhode Island's a bad loss, but they're in the middle of the pack. But to beat VCU, Richmond, and Akron, St. Louis is just, they're auto bid or bust. I mean, LSU, St. Bonaventure, good wins. You lose to Dayton twice, that's not good. LaSalle and then Richmond, Kentucky, bad loss to uh, LaSalle. What hurts St. Louis or Richmond the more, John, I don't know about you, they haven't had enough games played right. this season because they both have been impacted by COVID. Correct. That's really hurt them because yeah. St. Louis and Richmond are NCAA teams. They really are. But they were so impacted by COVID. St. Louis in particular, what, 80% of that team had uh, had COVID? Yeah. And then just... And well, I'm not trying to dog on the league because I think no, people hear it's this not, and think, it's well, not a you bad just league. think the It's A-10's not as bad terrible. as three years ago. You know, so it was way worse. Somebody told me, well, you got to stop reading Twitter about no. how, how bad the A-10 is. No. Well, you got to stop reading message boards about how good the A-10 is. It's right. just about being pragmatic. And really, two bids is about where the league's been the last several years. They kind of yeah. hover around two or three. We know the peak was uh, when they had six bids in thir- 13 and 14. But mm-hmm. we got to remember then that that's also the point where three of those bids that year, uh, Xavier, Temple, Butler, no longer in the conference. Right. So three bids exactly is about right. where the A-10's been. But you know, I've just seen some Dayton fans, well, this is a four-bid league. No eh, way. No, it's not Absolutely even close. Not. 
So, not where the, are you on this? We, yeah. That's why we put the poll out there. Some of you are very optimistic. Some of you guys think over. So, we'll go to the phone lines for the first time tonight uh, to Seth and Huber Heights. So, Seth, first of all, let's get your vote. Over or under, three bids for the A-10 this year. What say you? Uh, it is way under, for sure. Seth's taking the under. All right, there you go. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I just wanted to call in and talk about, I mean, I've watched a lot of embarrassing losses for the Flyers over the years. Um, and I know I'd have to temper my expectations this year, but I don't know that I can remember a season when we've had this many uh, embarrassing uh, losses in one season. And then I was also kind of wondering about maybe I missed uh, something, and I obviously know uh, matchups play into it, but why we didn't see Jordy come off the bench at all tonight. You nailed it right there, Seth. It was matchups. Yeah. Larry, at one point in the first half, because I was listening in my car at that point, mentioned that it was not an injury it was not it was just he's a bad matchup when they went small and I know that you know somebody mentioned at one point on Twitter tonight well that wasn't working really well well I mean nothing really was for this Dayton team but no not an injury thing just he was a bad matchup against a a, a St. Joe's team that likes to play uh fast and a little smaller and you know yeah I know I know you could easily look at the game and say well that didn't work why didn't they change it up but I don't I don't think no slight against Jordy. Defensively, would he have helped a whole lot tonight when they were already on the struggle bus? No, I don't really. think so. So it was uh, just a matchup thing from what we've uh, what we've seen and heard and, and had discussed on the air here. So there you go. But definitely no, not an injury. Okay. So there you go. Well, Seth from Huber Heights, we thank you for thank checking you, in here on Flyer Feedback on a, another, as, as Seth put it, it's, it's hard to think of a year where, yeah. I mean, I can't think of a year it is in, I mean, we'd have to go back and check to see if this has ever happened. Has Dayton ever had a season in the eight since they've joined the A ten where they've lost to the four bottom teams you know in the what? standings? That's a good question. It's been a while. Have and our real... stats department get on that. And of course I don't have my Ex- media guide in front of me. Expeditiously. <laughs> but yeah. I mean it's probably been a minute if it's if it's ever happened. I mean, I, I would really and yeah. if you got, you know, stat whiz is out there, you want to look it up. Has Dayton ever had a year yeah, tweet us since they've joined the A ten where they've lost to all four of because if the standings stay how they are right now, LaSalle, Rody, Fordham, St. Joe's, that is uh, 11, 12, 13, 14 at the basement of the A-10. Yeah. If those standings stay put, and they probably will because GW's got a two-game two game lead uh, Well, with winning. Who knows how they're going to do this this tournament because it's 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 like trying to I, read Greek, you know, the way the A-10's laying out this, oh, this thing. Yeah. It, it, the seating it, for the tournament. Yeah, the but, seating for the tournament is all... Uh, we're, uh, first off, let's get to the tournament, which we're, which we're going to. But look, I I think you know as, as Seth pointed out. I mean, the reason that Jordy didn't play matchups. I mean, you know, if maybe hindsight's twenty twenty, do you put Jordy in after you're down fifteen four? Maybe, maybe you switch to zone just to throw things off. Just to, would it have mattered tonight? No, I I just well, don't and think do you so. play zone against a team in St. Joe's that's going to shoot right over top of it though? No. That's the other yeah. I I you know I, what I mean? I just, like, I no, I I don't think it would I don't think it would have mattered. I mean, this was not a good matchup for Jordy. It just was not. Now on the other side, could Jordy have pounded them inside on, on the other side? Maybe, but it just offense wasn't their problem tonight. John, they scored eighty four points. That wins you a game. Uh, that won them plenty of games last year. But you give up ninety seven points. That's the thing that really, uh, really frustrates the living heck out of out of everyone is that their defensive effort was just very bad tonight. Well, and they continue. Keith Walskowski made this point when, as he and I were talking in the hallway on his way out after the broadcast, is that you know 
these these awful losses they've had, LaSalle, Fordham, Duquesne, St. Joe's, all have one thing in common, tis they play down to their competition. I mean, look, I right. know St. Louis is really struggling right now, and they're they're dropping losses at a really inopportune time right. for that Billikens team yeah. that had they were top twenty five earlier this year. They had at large hopes, still do their they're they're clutching onto them for they, dear they, life, but they're still holding on. But tis they can go out and beat a good St. Louis team when they're right. I mean, they have they have waxed the floor with the Billikens both times they've played them. They have. And then they turn around and they play down to these awful teams. Awful. And that's 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 what makes it so frustrating for me. Is the, and, mm-hmm. and in all of these losses, they play down and tis, they just don't look like they care. That's, that's what's hard to watch. Because they look like they want to just pack it in and be done. Now, they didn't look like that Friday night at all. It's, no, they wow, did not. look at this. Hey, maybe they're going to start because Anthony talked about it. They're 20 games into this season, and they have never at any one point, Tizzy, played with any semblance of consistency. No. No. And you you think maybe Friday. Well, maybe they're finally figuring it out, and for the first time this year, playing some good ball. Nope. <laughs> right no. down the tubes with this awful effort tonight. And you lost to a two-loss St. Joe's team that's on its second game after a three-week pause for yeah. COVID. Yeah. And I said this even to somebody this morning. I'm like, they don't win this game. It's a two-win... You don't know this team. I can't tell you what Dayton Flyer team is going to show up. You said this to someone that was shoveling snow last week. I mean, which team, Which because they were all frustrated, but we can't tell. I mean, listen, let's go back to the roadie game from last week for a second. They looked great for about 31 minutes, and then all of a sudden, we saw what happened at the end of the game. Okay? Blow an 18-point lead. But the point is, yeah, blow an 18-point lead with over nine minutes to go. And then they looked great against St. Joe's. Their defense was sensational. It was probably their their most complete game of the year. And then you go tonight into Philadelphia, and then you just absolutely lay an egg. Lay an egg. Um, and I think that's the right term because I was about to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> we got the dump button ready. Yeah, yes, okay. the dump button's right there. Don't worry, Brandon. We're good. <laughs> but no, no. But the point is, it's just, it's just they laid an egg. I think that's just the right term to put it. And it's just we're frustrated. Flyer fans, you're frustrated. You know, we're, I've been reading tweets. I've been tweeting people tonight, and, and you have as well. And it's just at the point where we're in. Go back to something Larry Hanskin said during the broadcast, and it just this is probably the line in a year of embarrassing losses. Fordham, LaSalle, Duquesne. Where will this one referring to St. Joe's rank? You know, Fordham's one. I got St. Joe's yeah, two. Me, this this has got to be. What do you say, Tizzy? So if you got Fordham, St. Joe's. I got Joe's. Fordham. I got St. Joe's. I got LaSalle. And then I'll throw Duquesne. And then and don't be fooled by that Duquesne five-point loss, folks. The game was not as close as the score would indicate. But, no, they got their but that aside. And then LaSalle was yeah. disappointing because it was in the aftermath. It was not only after the holidays, but remember, it was after Chase Johnson. Correct. And listen, I know this team's had to deal with a lot. You know, Chase Johnson with his health issues leaving right after Christmas. You've had Dwayne Cohill out for the season. You've got Rodney Chapman, who's just come back and sparked this team for Rhodey, sparked this team against St. Against Louis. But then you come in to, to into Hawk Hill, and I know they've had their issues. They're better than this. Well, that's and that's what's that's what's the most frustrating thing for me watching this team is even given all the circumstances you've laid out with the injuries and the departure and all this, there's still enough guys left on this team that I think tis at their best. There's overall, even given all that, they're better than this. Yeah. Uh but What's even more, another level of frustrating is that even with all the stuff they've gone through, at their best, 
at their best, this team as constituted, I really do believe, is better than anybody in this conference. They showed it on Friday. Mm-hmm. If they looked like that, I mean, they, they could have won the A-10 if they played like that every night. Absolutely. But here we are. You know, we've seen we've seen previous editions of Dayton Flyers team, like Archie Miller's Elite Eight run year comes to mm-hmm. mind for me, where they played really good in Maui. They hit a huge rut. Remember, they stepped into yep. a crater, a damn crater, five. to start the A-10 at 1-5. and five. Exactly. And then it's like, well, let's see if they can start playing their best ball at the right time. And they, you know, can they regain that? And can they start playing their best basketball? Can they regain what they had back in November? This Dayton team, tis, there's nothing to recapture because they never had it in the first place. No. They've just been, meh, not that good all year. No. So maybe that's just, I mean, that's, but that's the thing. It's like they have, they have... Their performances like Friday where you think, my God, at their best, they could be better. They're the best team in this league when they're right. Right. But then you also think, maybe they're just not that good because they've been like this all year. Mm-hmm. Like the Tiger doesn't change his stripes 20 games into a season. No. And as Coach Grant put it, and then we'll go to break right after this, I'm like 20 games into the season and we're still cons- cons- consistently inconsistent. That to me is the line of the Well, Larry's line is the line of the night to me, but but it was the point of the night. You know, Coach Grant was right on it. This team has been consistently inconsistent. And when you're still trying to figure things out 20 games in, it just sums up the whole year. And it's just, it's you're hearing the frustration in our voices tonight, folks. And this calendar turns to March on Monday. And this team looks like <laughs> they have zero you-know-what's left to uh, give. Not a one. March can't come soon Not enough, an Johnny. opportune time for this team exactly. to be turning the calendar to March because <laughs> they just look like they want to go home right now. I agree. Well, Dayton will lose it tonight, 97-84. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you, dear listener, here for Flyer Feedback, which is sponsored by Flanagan's Pub and Bud Light. We're here talking about a Dayton loss, another embarrassing one to cap, a season that's become increasingly full of them. 97-84, the final. And on Hawk Hill, Dayton, a 13-point loser, drops Anthony Grant and company to... 12 and 8 overall, 8 and 7 in the Atlantic 10. Add this one to the list of clunkers LaSalle, Fordham, Duquesne, Rhodey last week, and now St. Joe's. So, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? The poll question of the night over or under Atlantic 10 NCAA tournament bids? Over or under 3.0, 3 even, over, under, or push? Unanimous vote here at the WHIO radio staff is under. We'll take the under. Mm-hmm. Take the under. Keith on Twitter says, one bid league. Okay, so Keith's really pessimistic. Our poll, the official results of the poll I put on Twitter last week after I saw some Dayton fans uh, jumping about my mentions about this, arguing back and forth with folks, was over under. Uh, 77% of 116 votes say under. 20% say push, so three bids. 3% say over. Pat in Phoenix. Pat's in Phoenix. It's far away phone call Wednesday here on Flyer Feedback. Pat, what's your vote? Over or under three bids for the Atlantic 10? Oh, definitely under. No under. Questions. Smash it. Bet the mortgage, yeah. Pat. <laughs> um, hey, can I add one more game to the uh, the list of debacles for the year? And sure. it's really based on the first half, and it's not because the opponent was that bad, but the VCU first half in the first game was 13 points. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. 
you forget about that one. It's like you try to block it out mentally. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah. add that one to the list. That was a blowout. <laughs> well, what I wanted to ask you guys about was uh, going in uh, to the start of the game, I'm, I'm listening to, to uh, Martelli. Not Martelli. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Lunardi. <laughs> Martelli was probably watching them. Uh, but Joe Lunardi talking about how uh, only six scholarship players, I think, were available for St. Joe's tonight. So I'm like, oh, wow, we're going to see the press. We never saw that and never saw it as we got down further and further and further in the first half. Granted, we came back in the second half, played a little bit of you know more pressure defense, not really the press, and we got back to three. But uh, I was just really surprised that we didn't see the, the press at all, especially in the first half. Yeah, it was uh, defense was was one of the issues, Pat. It was a lot yeah. of one of the you know I don't I don't know what the mindset was there, not going with it, but yeah, it's it was just hard to watch in a lot of different facets, Pat. In the season that's become increasingly hard to stomach, I think for a lot of Dayton fans. So it's uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> They're a team of halves, though. You know, they they can play brilliantly for like the first half against St. Louis, and they can play. I mean, they they were a, a team of like. Rehab almost tonight. They were horrible, great, and horrible all in one game. Total yeah. wild card. They've been Jekyll and Hyde all year. I mean, could they go to Richmond and you know beat VCU, St. Bonaventure, and St. Louis? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're capable of that. We've seen that. But could they also go there and lose to LaSalle or Fordham in the first round? Also, yes. Oh, you gotcha. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. But anyways, Pat, we're up against it. So thanks for checking in here, thanks, man. Pat. On flyer feedback, all the way from Phoenix. God love you, Pat, for checking in and listening. Yeah, absolutely, all the way from uh, from the desert out there. But yeah, man, it's just tis. I don't know. I have no idea what to expect. Yeah, I mean, I think lying. I do because they, they look like they just have checked out. I, yeah. uh, even on the heels of Friday night, they just look tonight like they didn't care again. I've got no idea what to expect going into Monday night against St. Bonaventure. I've got a pretty good idea. I don't think it's going to end well for Tate. I don't either. And I have, I mean, it's just like take the dice, tis, shake them up, and throw them on the table. And that's like, what are you going to get with this Dayton team? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Here we go. That, that's almost what it was when I, Larry, I talked with Larry before the game. He says, yeah, no idea. I have no idea. Yep. Well, that's Take it for it us. There. One more time. Dayton a loser, 97-84. Our next game is Monday. At some point, TBA, we'll let you know when we get a time. Right now, we don't have one. But we will see you on the air Monday for the Bud Light pregame show and the regular season finale, mercifully, at St. Bonaventure. So until then, we'll see you on the radio Monday night, uh, Flyer fans. Until then. I'm John Tisdale. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody. Stay well. And go, go Flyers. Flyers. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios. You call, we come, it's fixed.